All right, so a very subdued Smarkomania for a very subdued podcast. <laughs> we just got picked up by NPR, so... <laughs> <laughs> NPR presents Smarkomania, Fastlane 2015. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Smarkomania, episode 11. We're going to be talking about Fastlane tonight, and... Uh, I hope that a lot of you out there have... Oh, not too fast. <laughs> <laughs> That's just my boy in the booth. Boy in the booth. <laughs> so, um, we watched Fastlane. A lot of car noises, driving noises, <laughs> images of, of, uh, of driving and ro- road paint passing. That was, that was our speed correspondent. Michael. And also we have Julia, usual super kicked uh, liaison here for WWE Fastlane. How did you feel about Fastlane? Don't hate me, but we went to a super kicked event last night and it totally kicked Fastlane's ass. However, was anyone as handsome as Roman Reigns? Oh man. (laughs) Next question. Okay. <laughs> that was Jason's entrance music. Jesus Christ, guys. We watched Fastlane tonight. Whew. Right? I mean, I feel like this is, I guess we said the same thing after the Royal Rumble, but that's the thing. Royal Rumble, we were outraged and like, what the fuck? This is just like, whatever. It's true. And you guys took it down to that level, that <laughs> NPR level. And I just want to make sure that all of you know that if you really get up close and listen to what I'm saying right now, you'll hear all the words. I can't do that New World Order intro again, so I'm just going to get on to what happened on this card. So we're at Fastlane. Yeah, and it really did start like the old WCWs we watched. They always start with these cheesy graphics of like, it's the new blood pumpkin patch Thursday, October, whatever it's called. It's a plumpkin patch. (laughs) But this was like, I mean, it was... Because WWE usually has amazing video production, and this was just like dark, dark driving on the road. I had a real problem with the fact that um, it, I obviously understand they have to drive down a road to get to WrestleMania, it's the road, so they're in the fast lane. But how come all of a sudden they become cyborgs? They all become like a situation where they're looking through like the Terminator's eye. It's probably because um, I think what's going to be revealed at WrestleMania is that. All along, John Cena is still the prototype. Whoa. It's a long time coming. It'd be the greatest swerve. You guys can't see my face right now, (laughs) but I'm very intrigued and also (laughs) super stoked about that. I think all the driving scenes, it was to set up for WWE Pictures' new Dean Ambrose film, Cash is Fast. Cash is fast, especially if you get the gambler gimmick put on you, but it, it won't it's happen. It's Cassius, like Cassius Clay, Cassius Fast. Like That's his character's Cassius, name. Cassius Ono. He's a boxer slash detective, and he gets results, because it's real to him, damn it. So, so what was the first match? Jesus Christ, oh, no. Uh, me, me and Mike have to have a conversation, because we were we were the only ones here for the actual... Oh, the pre-show. The pre-show. Oh, right. So it was a, a Miz TV with, with Paul Heyman. That side was probably pretty good. I'm sad I missed it. Of course, Paul Heyman just talks about Brock Lesnar. Which I'm really excited to see, by the way. WrestleMania is going to be good just so that I can see Brock Lesnar again. He's pretty sweet. Yeah. He's pretty good. So what ends up happening is they <laughs> sort of have a schmoz back and forth with words for <laughs> wrestling sake. Schmoz cast. Yeah. <laughs> so we're all, we're all sitting here and like we've all gotten here to this event. This is when you guys sort of walked in. So when, what we all do is we just talk all over it. I have no idea what happened because you guys kept just talking over it. <laughs> That's what I like, though, is this is the true test. If a match stands out through our constant babble, yes. you know it's good. But yes. here's something that uh, struck me as odd. Uh, suddenly, despite the fact you were just all talking, I noticed that Paul Heyman looks at Damien Sandow and says, Hey, what are you doing? You're looking at me? You're looking at me weird. Oh, and yes, that was such a good part. And he sort of goes over and says, uh, I... And then the Miz is like, no, that's my servant. If he does anything, it's going to be what I will tell him to do. And then he starts giving him flack. Like, um, you, what are you, a child? If you're going to act like a child, I'm going to treat you like a child. And <laughs> makes him, him turn in his corner. Yeah. <laughs> he puts him in the corner. Yep. <laughs> that's, a, that's a rebellious uh, match waiting to happen. 
Yeah, I mean, it's clear. I don't know if it, this hasn't been announced, but they're clearly fighting at WrestleMania, right? Like, we can all agree on that. Well, I, that's going to be the Stardust Goldust match that they're trying out tonight, where two people that look the same turn on one another. <laughs> yeah, that's sort of what we saw tonight. Yeah. <laughs> wow, that is weird because yeah, it really didn't work out so well tonight. So. No. We'll get to that, but Jesus Christ. Let's just go to the first match. So we're all settling down tonight, and we have to sit and, like, have conversations with one another. But at the same time, talk about this match. Dolph Ziggler, Ryback, and Eric Rowan versus Kane, The Big Show, and Seth Rollins. My thoughts on that match quickly. I can sum it up in just one sentence. Uh, until this moment, I forgot that we saw this match at all. <laughs> yeah, we were thinking maybe this was how Seth Rollins gets a light tap on the wrist for showing his dick all over the internet. Is like, here you go, here opening you go. match, oh. garbage. Even though he had like match of the year last month, he's <laughs> just like, this month it's like, good luck, Seth. Show us how good you really are. Make this fun to watch. It was not fun to watch. <laughs> no. So the the only thing that I really wrote down is I guess uh, Ryback gets the old hot tag and then remember that dirty power bomb? You probably don't it's so long ago now. <laughs> he just dirty power bombs him, which is just like a disgusting power bomb show of force to the neck. Uh, Big Show, okay, I'm just gonna fast forward to the end of this match. Big Show does the um, WMD well. Kane is holding. Dolph Ziggler's face over the edge of the turnbuckle, holding him in the corner. Uh, Big Show, of course, comes, punches him right in the head, and then they slow it down like three times just so he can relive all the ripples that go through his face. Yeah. <laughs> it's so weird, too, though, with this match. It has Dolph Ziggler and Seth Rollins in it, but it's like getting to the center of the Tootsie Pop or whatever. It's like it's, it's in there, but you're never going to get to the, the middle. And, of course, what happens after that is the... Uh, Kane just like pushes him down into a choke slam. I'm doing air quotes, and then a choke slam finish. So from then on, they JJ did. Security comes into the ring, and everybody starts to schmoz it up. And that I mean, the authority just beats down the fired guys. That's what I'm calling them. Yeah. And then uh, Randy Orton returns. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that too. Oh yeah, and made uh, he also made Seth Rollins like leave. I yeah. guess Seth Rollins got scared or something. And Seth, he he <laughs> yeah, he ran. He didn't really do anything. And yeah. then Seth Rollins ran out of the ring, ran backstage, ran out of the building through the parking garage <laughs> Randy Orton was in the ring the whole time like yeah. I don't know what he's running from yeah that's like I never for some reason I never thought of it before but something about that one cameraman chasing him that far like I only worked on this movie set one day in Vancouver but I got a little sense of how they work and I'm like there's no way like you're you got your designated spot in your job it was his idea to just run after Seth Rollins like there's no way that was part of his like stuff hey, for I, the day am I supposed to be up this close with you like <laughs> you have to tell me no okay okay yeah I'm sort of on yeah so that's a weird thing too is like uh, I have always liked Randy Orton ever since he debuted just because he is like a natural dick but I only like him as a bad guy and he does wrestle a very frustratingly slow style so if it's him and Rollins at WrestleMania, I feel like he's going to ruin Seth Rollins' match. I've always felt like they really wanted the Viper to be the like the next iteration of Stone Cold Steve Austin. Almost like with Corey Graves, where it's clearly like they were grooming that guy to be the next CM Punk in case he fucking went nuclear. So, you know, who was the first wrestler I was talking about? Carter. Trivia. <laughs> <laughs> See if you can remember without rewinding. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, I don't know. I mean, I guess they don't have that much stuff set up for WrestleMania, so I guess it's going to be Randy Orton against Seth Rollins, and that's cool, I guess, but I, I feel like Seth Rollins... Or Randy Orton versus Sheamus. Right. Well, it's so weird, because I like Randy Orton, but I'm like, ah, Seth Rollins deserves better. <laughs> you know, but whatever, it'll be fine. It's all right, so there's that match. Boom. One down. God damn it. It's all uphill from here, right? No, it really isn't, because we have to go down into a deep chasm before we get to the promised land mm. <laughs> which is something that Stardust would definitely say <laughs> and in this next match we have Stardust up against Goldust man this one was a shame too because I love both these guys I love even this whole angle I love all of it but it just didn't work and also on top of that the crowd was completely dead 
Yeah, like shockingly dead. Like it just like that's where I was hoping. I was saying when Alex was there too. I was like, is it just shock and awe at like the fact that that Stardust doesn't have a shirt on? <laughs> but but you know, realistically, no, they just didn't it care. It wasn't weird to me because like I I was looking forward to that match. I, I've been into the the whole Goldust Stardust thing, and I was like, ah, that's, that might be fun to see them fight each other. But no one in that stadium cared at all. Man, that was though. That was the uh, the the talk about the room. That was the one that was killing me. I'm like, oh, I want to feel the heart rending story of two brothers forced to fight. And everyone's like, yeah, yeah, blah, blah, blah. No, that only works <laughs> on the stage of WrestleMania. Like that's yeah. the only like if it's WWE Fastlane this February. It's like fuck. What the best part of this match was on. Honestly, the, the kid that was holding two masks, a Stardust mask and a Goldust mask, and one was one of the hands was making the hand that was doing it do it to the other one, and they were just back. He was just bashing two masks together. <laughs> but yeah, it was sort of symbolized the whole conflict in a way that made the match unnecessary. <laughs> Not any more than this symbol. Goldust is fucking rolls up Stardust. He just rolls him up. Boom. No finishers. Just. Yeah, and then Stardust, he's a little like, oh, I can't believe I lost. And then he goes backstage. Uh, maybe that happens later, but he just he beats up Gold Dust a little more and tells Dusty to go fuck himself. And- yeah, the whole the whole storyline was kind of a fail start to finish. So they come into the match with the father saying to Gold Dust, you know, I know he's your brother, he's crazy. Don't beat him up too badly. So then when Stardust wins, he's like, I'm sorry, but I had to. I'm so sorry. And then, like, Stardust is obviously bitter, being like, Dad, you killed me. You killed me when you put me with with my brother. Like, he's the worst. I hate this family. And I'm just kind of like, wow. This, no. Next. <laughs> Yeah, so who knows what? I'll, that's one thing that's interesting too. Is like, I, there's more and more evidence that like they really don't pre-plan shit in WWE. <laughs> so they probably threw this on. They're like, we'll see what happens. It didn't work, but I'm sure they don't know what to do. But I'm interested to see what they do come up with. I mean, if you're following NXT at all, it's totally, it's totally like you can see that in NXT, it's meticulously planned, and then they have so much time to write. They have so much area to, to fill with Raw and SmackDown that the stories just get lost in the wash at the end of the day. They just sort of, like, we've been writing this story for a long time, but now we have to focus our efforts on another storyline. What was happening with that previous storyline? Oh, well, this next storyline has to do this thing. Oh, they want us to write another storyline? Wait, who's the champion? <laughs> That's what I feel like happens on that grand scale. When you come down to NXT... You really t- look. NXT is t- better. Is that where you're getting it? Yes. And I'll always. That's the conclusion I'll always have. I just really. That was my segue to talk about um, Seth Rollins just taking it to John Stewart. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> that was that was wonderful. But actually, the one thing Keith did say, which I agree with tenfold, was that John Stewart's reply was very clever and he you could tell either he did some homework or he follows wrestling because he knew what was going on he put all the keywords in there and he was like i'll take you 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 made the biggest mistake of life challenging me in the daily show so that was cool so i'm looking forward to the seth rollins uh stewart match at wrestlemania yeah 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 Yeah, i guess maybe yeah maybe it's not orton maybe i had it wrong all i mean they didn't point at the sign but i'm i'm pretty sure if you do like cut a promo on live vine that means yeah. you're going to WrestleMania. I'm pretty sure Jon Stewart also has a fan base to bring to WWE. Which, so. would, be, which would be a great thing. <laughs> so Cody Rhodes, we see in the back that Dusty's talking and uh, to Cody. And Cody uh, attacks Goldust. Um, Goldust is talking to Dusty, sorry. And then start. it's so hard to just keep up with these boys and their names. There's dusts and dusts and codes and roads. Hmm. Someday. Someday. So anyway, we really like to start just just runs and beats the shirt of gold dust and then tells us daddy's an asshole. To move on to our next match, my highlight of the night. Before we go to that, so where do you think this is going from here? This this angle, do you think it's going to Mania as well? 
Yeah, I mean, after tonight, it can't, right? Unless it's like a pre-show match. No, I think they're just going to wheel out the Dust Brothers some more and just do the old fucking, the first match on the card tonight is the Dust Brothers versus the Dust Brothers. (laughs) One of the Dust Brothers is going to be Dusty Rhodes as the special guest enforcer. Yeah, or if it was like Goldust and Dusty against Cody, maybe that would be enough to make it a thing. If if Dusty's even allowed to do that, <laughs> like, I don't know. Actually, the one really cool spin that they could put on this is if um, if an exterior person during their match comes and beats on one of the brothers, and then they're like, "Whoa, that's my brother! I can beat the shit out of him, but you can't beat the shit out of him." And then maybe that might have a really good turnout. Or a wealthy orphanage owner who comes out and says, Cody's not your brother at all. The Vaude villains are. <laughs> And that's how they get introduced. And they have a new manager named Annie. Yeah. <laughs> and Peter Pan brings out his fairy dust. Okay, guys. <laughs> let's talk about things that aren't fake. Jesus. <laughs> so the following contest is scheduled for one full. And it's the WWE Tag Team Championship of the World. It's the Usos versus Cesaro and Kid. <laughs> That's their new tagline. So um, we get this in this match. Seem very pleased. <laughs> I'm very pleased. I've been thinking about this for quite some time. We get to see a one-legged Cesaro swing yes. in this match. Oh yeah. And then the next thing I wrote down was great match. Yeah, so yeah, Cesaro's awesome, Tyson Kidd's awesome, they're the champs now, so that's cool, because maybe they'll be on TV more. That's really all I want. Yeah. They yeah. will be on... They'll be on SmackDown, they'll be on Superstars, they'll be on all my favorite shows. Mind you, the promo leading into that match was lame. Oh, they man, did yeah. the SmackDown from three weeks ago. Oh. <laughs> In the restaurant, the restaurant all table flip. I have things to say about this. No, this was the bullshit restaurant gimmick in the background of the show that they kept showing nine yeah. times. Yeah. yeah. I've seen it a hundred times in the last couple of weeks, and I don't really, I don't, I can't even really tell you what happened, but they were on some kind of double date. Uh, also, Cesaro was there for no reason uh, in some room that's clearly not a restaurant where they're all pretending like it is a restaurant. Yeah, like Cesaro wasn't even sitting, right? He's just nice. standing next to their table while they have a nice meal. And then they get in some silly fight and flip over the table. And that was the impetus for this whole match. And it was so stupid. And I just thought, whatever is one of those things you see on wrestling once, and then it's dumb. And then they've been replaying it every day for the last three weeks. And every time it's like, don't forget, don't watch SmackDown. (laughs) (laughs) This is what you get get to see. So anyway, just on top of all that, Goldust just fucking just pins him. Yeah, we moved on. We moved on to Usos. Usos versus Kid and Cesaro. We're back on tag team. The Cesarean Kid. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we moved on to the Cesarean section of this podcast. (laughs) Oh, I will say that um, the also the the thing that they had the pre whatever with them in the made up restaurant. They also put this female spin on it where it was like. Um, the girl for, I don't, bear with me, I don't fucking know. Well, yeah, I think they were the ones having the meal, right, at the restaurant with the wives. And then, yeah, and then one diva said to the other, like, I don't like the way your man is treating you, he's an asshole. And then the other girl was like, don't call my man an asshole. And then the men started fighting, and that was why this match happened. Right. Is it arguably sexist? (laughs) Anyway... Tyson Kidd and uh, Antonio Cesaro win the match and become the new WWE Tag Team Champions of the World. You know, I'll tell you one thing I don't care for is when they need to make it clear someone's a heel, they just put a siren in their music. Cesaro's music didn't used to have a siren in it. I don't like it. He actually came out originally to uh, Dean Malenko's old theme, which was like a 007 oh, yeah. pastiche. I remember that song. And But he had like rap over top of it. Have you ever heard that, Keith? C'est vrai. Oh, to the 007. Oh, I did hear that. I remember that, yeah, because he could speak all the different languages. So yeah, it's like different sayings in different languages. They should just put that theme back on him immediately because that's the best... Yeah, that was good. I, I have heard that, and I did like it. Oh, I knew what the French ones said. 
overall, that was actually one of the better matches of the night. That was the tag team match. They, yep. It was pretty good. Uh, they had some good moves. They had some good uh, girl talkbacks. It was fine. Yeah, was and I got good. nothing against the Usos. They're just you know the same thing every time. But uh, but they are they're kind of cool. The following contest is scheduled for a face off the movie match. The Gold Dust Brothers. <laughs> okay, so we've gone past that. <laughs> Introducing first, hailing from Greenwich, Connecticut, <laughs> Triple H. Hammerhurst Helmsley. <laughs> Hammer Hams Hamsley. <laughs> and his opponent, hailing from Pertsonum. Hailing Hurst Hamilton. <laughs> <laughs> Sting! This wasn't a match, really. Was no, like, no, it was a face. It was a the, the movie face-off. You know, I almost liked this because <laughs> Triple H. <laughs> Triple H comes out all bikery. Yeah, in in old school Triple H fashion. But it wasn't. It wasn't a like a cutoff um, denim over a leather jacket. He just came out in like a denim. Whatever. A he looks fine. It was good. Um, he came out and kind of started talking up Wrestlemania and started chanting about Sting. And so then Sting comes out and I'm like, alright, this is gonna get interesting. And then Triple H kind of is like... Interesting? Yeah, sort of. We're getting there. (laughs) I don't get that. Because his name's Sting. Interesting. (laughs) See, see, it's the word Sting. That's fantastic. So, um, Triple H starts off on a good note. Like, hey, my legend put your legend kind of out of business, but let's work together. Let's do it. And I'm like, yeah, all right, let's see where this goes. And then he's like, or I can kick your ass. And I'm like, you're an idiot. (laughs) (laughs) Damn it. And so we all know what that is. You really wanted them to work it out (laughs) by just talking and just really just hammering it out like men. (laughs) Articulating. You know, whip out your dicks and let's be done with it. All right, that'd be a whole different show. I'd I'd watch it, though. (laughs) Shoot some Hunter Hearst Hellmans on each other? Yeah. Is that what we're talking about? Yeah. Hunter Hearst Helm semen, I think, is the word you were looking for. Mm, That is the word I was looking for. Regardless, Triple H. Triple compound word. He then went and, like, just. Sting and Sting was having no peace. Okay, you guys keep talking about his dick, but then Sting literally gets his like Triple H goes up to the side of the ring and just like gets the uh, sledgehammer out from under the ring because why not? Because the sledgehammer was there, just ready. I'm sure they had to like. Yeah, but Sting hits him first because he no. was waiting for a response, and then Sting went and hits him, and then he got out of the ring and got the sledgehammer. Sting has a super bat, is basically <laughs> what does. ends up he happening. Does. He, yeah. Then they sort of do that point at the WrestleMania sign spot, but I, not really. I really just got the feeling just the way uh, Triple H was super overselling that bat. It was like it was a, a taser bat. like Because it, <laughs> it's like, all right, so Sting's got a bat to your throat. Who cares? But I just felt like if it could electrocute him, he should have a taser bat is what I'm trying to say. I think a taser bat would be a little bit of an overkill. Yeah. Well, Triple that H would be could really have... funny to do like <laughs> long zaps and short zaps. I'm gonna electrocute this man in the throat. That's super funny to me. And to make it fair, Triple H could have a rocket hammer, like from anime. <laughs> like there's a rocket on one end of the sledgehammer, so it... and you can swing it so hard. I believe it's called a Buster Sword. Mm. At any rate, <laughs> Triple so... H tries to attack Sting with his sledgehammer. Of course, Sting counters with uh, that last tag team telematch that we just watched. But we can't we won't have confirmation though that this is leading to a match at WrestleMania for another thirty minutes or so. No, it's true. I'm gonna cut a I'm gonna cut a promo about it right now. No. Yeah we got we got a breaking news. Smarkamania <laughs> what is his name? Triple H and Sting. By the way, do you think Triple H at WrestleMania is going to come out in a massive throne like he did last year? He has to do it bigger than last year, which wow. means that the entire stadium has to... Everybody has to put on sc- iron-clad skull masks they with diamond to, plating. They have to do it from the Coliseum in Rome. <laughs> <laughs> What if Sting gets two more guys with jet black dyed hair to be Stings and he comes out as Triple Sting? Oh, yeah. What if he gets three Stings with jet packs? Or what if he comes in riding a giant scorpion? What if he comes in riding three giant Tyrannosaurus Rexes who are also Megazords? 
What if he rides his bat and pretends it's a witch's broomstick? <laughs> okay, so who do we want to win this match at WrestleMania? <laughs> I was trying to think what you were talking about with some bat, like Batman, if he had a penis that was like really sharp on the end, like that's where I went. <laughs> um, I guess I want Sting to win. I don't know. Actually, I don't care. It doesn't matter. It's more about the story, you guys. Is it? Anyway, we talked about that. <laughs> Hold on. Match. Right. right. In air quotations. Double air quotations, just to waste your time. You know that thing that, that he played the video, Sting played the video that said, I accept about this meeting? He should have just played it again. <laughs> just, I accept yeah. again. I just keep accepting. Let's just do something. Wait, was that I accept? Oh, that I accept was about a meeting? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was about this meeting. That's watching, what it was. Uh, I thought. I That's was why it was breaking news, Mike. <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah. There were people that thought there was going to be a match between them tonight. They were sadly mistaken. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the last time Triple H had a match was last year at WrestleMania, so I don't think he's gonna. His next match is gonna be at Fastlane. <laughs> he, he created this. This is his fault. What do you think the chances are? I guess we were saying at the start, like you know, when you're on the network and you see those weird pay-per-views where they only made one ever. What do you think the chances are there will never be another Fastlane? I think it's um, 80, 85, yeah. 85%. But it's not a bad name because it's like the road to WrestleMania has right. been a term that they've been using for years. So well, they could call it the turnpike. I don't know why they don't call it the road dog to WrestleMania. <laughs> I can't think of a reason. <laughs> I don't know why they don't just rename the whole company that. Anyway, let's just get, let's just get it. Let's move ahead a little bit. We got Paige versus Nikki. Um, oh, yeah. I went up for a smoke, so Keith wrote down, I hate Nikki's theme. Yeah, I mean, Paige's music is great. Bree's music in its own weird way is great. I just I don't need to hear Nikki's theme. Yeah, and they have that whole thing where, like, the Bella's, like, spray paint her on the stomach, and then they fucking... And, like, Bailey's theme is great. Do their clothes and Sasha's theme is great. Even uh, Charlotte Flair's theme's kind of great. Like, Nikki's theme just sucks. Yeah. I don't like it. Bree, her literal sister's theme is way better than her own theme. Fucking but, Becky Lynch's theme. Fucking rock. Yeah, bang. Yeah, or I'm just theme. Yeah, Emma, sure, why not? They're all do, 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 do. The only person with a worse theme with for the women than Nikki is Stephanie McMahon. I don't like her song either. I don't even like her. Mm. Yeah, so imagine just dumb music plays whenever she walks into the room. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, I already don't like this bitch. <laughs> exactly. Roll my eyes, wait for her to leave or get beat up. <laughs> Whereas every single time uh the Ascension come into the room, <sighs> I rock out. Nikki Bella fucking great fight. Actually, yeah, it was. Then tell me about what happened in this match. Uh, What were some high spots? Paige came out of the gate like dominating the match. And then Um, what happened? Then, then Paige uh, kicked her out of the ring and then uh, went through the ropes and and fell on top of her. And then they both got back in the ring and then Paige started to get her butt kicked a little bit. Um, and then Paige lost, which made me sad. I really wanted her to win this. I know I did too. <laughs> <laughs> Let's I all take a moment. I feel the hurt in your voice. <laughs> this would be a word from our sponsor if we had one instead. A moment of silence for Paige, please. <laughs> yeah, actually. Jesus's Bible. We're here and we're telling you about Jesus's Bible. Just <laughs> well, you know, if we're $10.99 a month for if, your entire life. If we're going to take this somewhere, one would argue that the WWE encourages bullying. Mm. <laughs> it's true even the good guy John Cena he was yeah. pushing around Paul Heyman once he's like well I'm gonna fight you if Brock Lesnar won't fight me be a star he's a dick the be a star campaign yeah are you familiar with this no is it be a be a playground star be a little Kevin Owens and just beat the shit out of all the kids no like right before you got into wrestling they had a they, they had a connection to the be a star campaign which is an anti-bullying in school campaign right. <laughs> but they had Seamus on television desecrating uh, Del Rio's fucking, like, Mexican car or whatever they're called. (laughs) And he took dump in it. And he was being a bully to Del Rio. After an anti-bullying campaign. (laughs) As being a spokesperson for the anti-bullying campaign. And let's not forget the original pipe bomb almost taught us what a bully Vince McMahon is before it got cut off. That's what made them cut it off the air. Remember that? He's like, you want to talk about bullies? Vince McMahon. And then it cuts out. That was that was the thing. Hey, Colt Cabana. That was a work. Don't wow. sue me, Dr. Amon. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, anyway, what were we talking about? Page um, loses, oh, Paige lost. Unfortunately. Sure. And Jesus is Bible 1099. The following contest scheduled for one fall is for the Intercontinental title. Introducing first. 
the challenger dean ambrose and that's the weird thing too i wonder if it is just like the negative momentum of a pay-per-view because i love both these guys and i just kind of wasn't into this that last bit we talked about for way too long and also was a negative black hole for like a plus black hole or whatever although really i guess since bad news bear came back he hasn't really been up to much but i like him still i remember the happier days i know that he constantly loses on television right. as the intercontinental champion in non-title matches yep do you think the bull hammer should be called the boom elbow? Boom! The boom boombo? <laughs> yep. The bellbow? Hold on, I'm just trying to read my own writing. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay, I can come up with names all night for me. Oh, anyway, anyway. Bad News Barrett gets fed up and sort of tries to leave the match after they have a back and forth. Uh, we get to see two of the... Um, Which was false in the first place, right? Didn't they show the promo of his hands getting tied up yes. and he didn't even want to sign the contract to begin with? This whole match is under very false pretenses. Yeah, yeah but the match happened anyway. Yeah. It is weird because most other people have to wrestle just because someone higher up tells them they have to. I don't know why they needed a contract for this match. Yeah, but. yeah, and we yeah. were all kind of chuckling about how um, when he left the ring, it was like, well, he didn't even really want to sign the papers for this match in the first place, so... So, really, this match was pointless. And it's also not even remotely his signature. It was just his <laughs> hand happened to be touching the pen when this mark was made. How is that? How is this legal? I've signed um, checks like that for other people. <laughs> that wasn't a question. Is that why mine bounced? <laughs> Julia, I told you we're going to talk about this later. So, anyway... Um, as I said before, Barrett gets fed up and tries to leave the match. Of course, Ambrose gets him and brings him back to the ring. And by the end of the match, we sort of, this knockdown dragout situation, I thought it was a very good match, personally. Right. But the best part about all of it is Ambrose gets disqualified oh, for yeah, this whatever reason. For whatever reason. He just, he just beats on uh, Wade Barrett way too hard for a few minutes. <laughs> <laughs> and then um, sort of ducks down in and asks him, "Are you gonna are you gonna give me this this title match?" He sort of c- continues to go with that. <laughs> Excuse me. Yeah, NPR, ladies and gentlemen. Serial. <laughs> <laughs> Some there was like a weird DQ where the bell never rang for like a fucking ten minutes. Yeah. <laughs> but the commentator did say like. Oh, we just got word that this match is officially yeah. a disqualification. The, the bell ring has taken a leak, but trust me. <laughs> anyway, Dean Ambrose lost the match, but uh, he just uh, he picks Wade Barrett up and gives him another uh, dirty deeds, and then proceeds to look at the bell at the sta- like right down on the floor. Just looks right at it, picks it up, throws it down. Picks it up again and says, wait a second, and just take this. <laughs> Leaves with the belt. <laughs> One of my... F- the new Intercontinental Champion. Yes, exactly. That's how it works, right? <laughs> I've been an advocate for the kind of people that steal a belt, <laughs> even though they don't own it. <laughs> yeah. To have that belt... It's their own prestige. I definitely, I do love it, because they were talking about that just last week. It's like, you know, if someone just, you take their belt and they can't take it back, I mean, who's really champ? <laughs> so, I yeah, was I like talking that. about that just yesterday. Yeah, so I'm into that. That's cool. And it fits with Dean Ambrose, too. He's like, fuck, fuck all these rules. <laughs> that was a thing for a while, right? The 24-hour, the hardcore title was like a yeah. 24-hour belt. Yeah, I mean, they still needed a ref to be there to oversee the pin. Oh, so, yeah, But, sure. you know, yeah, that was oh, those were good days. I like that. Do you guys want to move to the next segment? Yeah, although I would like to mention that probably Dean Ambrose breaks all these rules because he's the only one at Fastlane that doesn't have a license. He has to hitchhike everywhere. It's true. He is an uncontracted wrestler. He's from... just pedal to the metal. He doesn't know what's happening. He he's trained. driving drunk. He's driving drunk and he's hitchhiking and he's training in the desert. It's like license to drive if he was both Corys. Yeah, both Corys. It's like the Lost Boys if he was the old lady vampire it's like if uh, in that movie basketball if like they didn't come up with their own like sort of situation where they get to do a sport that they invented it's like the goonies without uh, all the partial nudity it's, oh my god it's, i love the goonies jesus goddamn christ the best. it's like the imitation game without all of those celebrity imitations Incredibly relevant. I didn't see what it was about, but I just assumed it was like a some kind of impressionist that was did a lot of hey, imitations. You guys. <laughs> <laughs> it started started Garth from Wayne's World. 
David Spade, is that his name? <laughs> yep. Next match. <laughs> it wasn't a match at all. No. <laughs> it was the Druids. It was the Undertaker. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. I do wonder at sometimes. Least his theme song. And like sometimes, like you know, we're just sitting around and no one's really paying too much attention. We're just talking. But it, maybe it is one of those things. Like if we did one of those movie theater things where you pay fifteen bucks and then you're watching it on a big screen. I bet a lot of this stuff would have been better because then we're forced to pay attention. Could you imagine if you were stoned and drunk by yourself and you watched this pay per view by yourself? <laughs> that would just be very sad. Yeah. <laughs> What's sad about that? I play video games by myself all the time. Well, I'm imagining the theater thing too, and you're all by yourself, and none of your friends would that come. Would be even better because after. Afterwards, you can put N64 on the like theater screen. And yeah, you see the, the Undertaker druids come in, and you're looking around for confirmation, but all around you is only skeletons and robes. I feel like that would give me nightmares. That sounds like a nightmare I hadn't loved. So anyway, we hear the Undertaker's music, so we're all like, what's happening? Yeah, the, it was like druid music, and then we were like, what is this? It's Undertaker, but you know what? And then then the, the, the bong, the chime goes off, and everyone's like, Undertaker is happening! Uh, yeah. Until a casket comes out and we don't know who's in the casket. Yeah, I mean, I pretty much right away was like, I bet this is a Bray Wyatt thing. And then when I saw the casket, it's like, well, yeah, obviously now he's going to make fun of Undertaker somehow. And for all time. And, and I was right, by the way. Go on. And for all time. <laughs> I was sort of right. Whatever. I was still, but I was still, I still think uh, it doesn't matter. I was going to say, I wish Undertaker came back for WrestleMania and beat up Brock Lesnar. But it's too late. That's not going to happen. And for all time, Bray Wyatt promo in a coffin. Yeah, he did the whole thing sitting in the coffin, and I thought to myself, anybody in the actual event is like, this is retarded. You know, I think Bray Wyatt also should, it's time to lose the white pants. Like, he needs to wear his butcher smock from pay-per-views all the time. I think he should wear whiter pants. (laughs) (laughs) But he's, because it made sense when he was the cult leader, and he's got his weird pants and his Hawaiian shirt, but now that he doesn't have a cult anymore, I think he just needs to be the butcher. It's a better look. He did actually have a stint on NXT. Did you see that when, like... He was injured. He also came out with like a butcher smock. Right. Did you ever see that? Not that, but at pay-per-views he has a thing like that sometimes. But I never saw the old that's NXT. That's what I'm saying about it. I think that's an amazing gimmick for him to have over the next couple of years. Um, he already has that the thumb gouger. Like right. he's got a th- uh, like one of those thumb gimmicks. Uh, it's a leather wrist thumb holder, I guess is what you would call it. But he doesn't do like a thumb to throat like uh, uh, move. But I think if he was came out as the butcher, he came out with some sort of like 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 blade gimmick. Actually, I'm going to like that would work in CCW. That would work in 1998. Yeah, what if he just had a big butcher knife and he just chopped people's fucking arms and legs off? Then that would make a great movie. Just fucking hits them with their own limbs. So <laughs> I want to. I, I do. I do hope they put him in a WWE movie. That would rule because that guy's charismatic fucker. Bray Wyatt. Yeah. Husky Harris Incarnate? We like see, see No Evil 3 through 8. Is that the name of the movie? That's <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it's S-E-A. Yeah. It's a, it's a maritime adventure. It's no, a romp. It's an ocean movie about yeah, seven romp. other movies. <laughs> that would be, imagine like some kind of weird Captain Ron remake or something with Bray Wyatt. That'd be great. Just unexpected. What about just a Captain Ron remake? <laughs> yeah. Or uh, The Chaperone 2 with Bray Wyatt. But we get Chris Elliott's daughter, Abby Elliott, and fucking make her the new captain. I like it. Yeah. So at any rate... What if they remade Moonwalker, but Bray Wyatt played Michael Jackson's part? That would be a very... What if they did fucking Thriller, the video, and just had Bray Wyatt instead of Michael Jackson on that front? What if they did the imitation game? What if they redid <laughs> WrestleMania 30 Bray Wyatt versus John Cena, except Michael Jackson takes over Bray Wyatt's part? Or alternatively, they replace Bray Wyatt with Ric Flair. Mm. What if they did all that stuff? <laughs> I've been drinking until you tell me, like, until you get too out of, out of control. Yeah, I really didn't, I wasn't paying too much attention to this promo. It didn't seem like one of his greatest ones, but he just said, Undertaker, go fuck yourself. I'm cooler than you. I'm not scared of you. I learned it from watching you. Are you finished? (laughs) Sure. The following contest, scheduled for one fall, is for the United States Championship. Introducing first, and his opponent, (laughs) from Bulgaria, the United States Champion, being led to the ring from Russia, Lana Rusev. Rusev Machka. Rusev Puskia. Uh, and yeah, it was it was pretty cool. 
finally this pay-per-view it did end okay these last couple matches not so bad if we're gonna like gloss over and talk about whatever we feel like talking about mm. we have to at least do that for this match too yeah see here's the thing that i noticed in this match it kind of was like a regular back and forth which you'll always hear out of me but what we saw i hit a note that i've never hit before <laughs> was it was it a c uh, d sharp I don't know if I'll be ready to do it again. Isn't that a neat thought? <laughs> I don't know. Music. But John Cena, like, had a great showing. And, of course, he hits his classic shoulder, his classic tap out. Wait. No. <laughs> Damn it! <laughs> he did hit his classic tap out. No, he didn't even. He passed out. No. Oh, yes! I accidentally spoiled that entire match. I think future Basically. me was like, shut up. <laughs> How did you guys feel about this match? Because I thought it was very, very bland. I, I didn't mind it. I guess I mostly liked the ending. I liked that Rusev, with minimal cheating, he just just basically made John Cena pass the fuck out. It was probably cool. the cleanest match of the night, honestly. There was a low, was a low blow and, and a little interference from Lana. Oh, but, that's right. But I guess that's the thing. Like I've always felt like there's like I don't know. I got to take the cheating somewhat seriously like okay you get a chance to cheat now is when you hit a guy with a rocket sledgehammer you don't just like kick him in the balls like basically john cena i feel like was already done for and kicking him in the balls is not what pushed him over the edge and over this entire match we sort of like it it really felt like it felt good as a wrestling fan to watch this kind of match john cena really like he got the rub from getting beaten by rusev in this match in a weird way because i was so angry with the fact that like why do you have John Cena, who's clearly going to win, go up against Rusev, who's a United States champion, or the United States championship? Like, and that yeah, seems this... completely ridiculous to me. And Rusev never did quite hit, like, considering how long he's won for and how dominant he's been, he should be a little more monstrous than he is. And this might give him that little extra push to really be like, holy fuck, you really can't beat Rusev. No, he absolutely got the crazy rub. Mark my words, like a year from now, we're going to be like, fucking Rusev, fucking lol, Rusev wins. Fucking goddamn it, Rusev won that. He's beating Daniel Bryan and Roman Reigns across this ring. Seth Rollins is still going to be that fucking golden child, though. Wouldn't that be that weird, though, like in the future where old men were watching WD Network <laughs> historical things and they're like, Rusev, while never particularly popular, had an uninterrupted 30-year win streak. <laughs> it just never stops. <sighs> I have nothing to say. That was pro- that was the fucking the best outcome. <laughs> However, no one's quite sure who decided. Uh, it's just every week they're like, just let him win again. <laughs> I want to take this home real quick, and I'm gonna do the same justice that WWE did to the match containing Daniel Bryan facing off against Roman Reigns. The loser of this match must go to superstars the winner of this match headlines wrestlemania it's for all the marbles yes every single marble was like debated and also fucking gambled on this entire choice it's really strange too right because so they want to push roman reigns you know like mike was saying he got a sticker book uh, from the dollar store and it's all roman reigns giant beautiful face like yeah. they love him so much and it is beautiful right and and it's like you know all right so this is the guy you want and you're gonna cram him down my throat that's fine okay i, I can accept that but you're like a, a worldwide multi-million dollar company you've got all the money and resources in the world to make this guy look cool and instead he has a lame rumble win and just a boring spear finish like make me believe you this guy is awesome it, yeah but you guys thought it was boring i actually really like the spear yeah but this is the first time you've seen him do a spear right we've yeah. seen that 800 times that's all he can do is or that or jump in the air and punch <laughs> i wouldn't say 800 times i'd say like closer to 786 times <laughs> right Per yeah. day. Like, it's just, if you're really trying to make me believe this guy deserves to go to WrestleMania and fight Brock Lesnar, like, like build it up, really do something awesome, like... Unless that's the niche for the next month, he's going to get trashed on how he doesn't deserve it, and then he's going to be the underdog who gives a stellar performance. Yeah, well, we already went through that after the Rumble. Yeah, this is kind of like what's kind of been going on, yeah, so you pretty much called it, but they're just not, like, really, they're not, I don't know. I think the ultimate end to this possible outcome is Daniel Bryan continues to just sort of stay at the top of the mid-card. I'd almost expect from now on, Daniel Bryan and Dolph Ziggler 
feud with each other forever until the point that they're the only two people left to actually win titles anymore in a sort of Rock Triple H, Rock Austin, like John Cena, uh, uh, Edge situation. And then Daniel Bryan piggybacks on Dolph Ziggler. Dolph Ziggler holds his legs, and they wrestle as one named Daniel Ziggler. See? That's good writing. (laughs) I'm afraid. Wear a giant trench coat around them both. And and one of those masks that Ninja Turtles wear. Okay, guys, let's take it back. Let's take it back. back. I didn't mean to get that philosophical with it. What I meant to say, Jesus Christ, don't get, you know what? It's not that abstract. We're trying to figure out what's going to happen in the future of the WWE based on WWE Fastlane. That's how we enunciate it. Holy shit, man. WrestleMania is going to be a fucking disaster if they do not fix those glowing problems that happened in a radioactive way at WWE Fastlane, man. I mean, there's two main things. Everyone loves Daniel Bryan for two reasons. One, he is a good, he's a great wrestler, and he's charismatic and good on the mic. Roman Reigns doesn't have either of those two things. No, that's, that's a problem. Yeah. Uh, and that's a big reason why no one is really into him. And I think if they want to push him for whatever reason, he just needs to be way better on the mic because he's a really dull. Yeah, and it does seem like I can't really like if they give him the belt at Mania. It's like, man, that seems weird. Like all this the year long Brock Lesnar beat Undertaker craziness ends for this. But if it goes the other way and Brock just destroys Roman. It's still like, well, that could have been someone else. That could have been Seth Rollins or something. The greatest possible outcome at this point is they literally just do Brock Lesnar versus Roman Reigns for the WWE World Heavyweight Championship. And then Seth Rollins uses money in the bank? Nope. Yeah, that'd be cool. Come on. Follow me through this match. They have a great, like, it's not even like uh, Brock Lesnar can keep doing the, like, slams to him it's more like they just clash like a classic pair of old school individuals but then Brock Lesnar of course gets the German suplex train going but on top of that we get Roman Reigns doing the old WMD which is what it's called and the big show spear which is also what it's called and on top of that we just have Brock Lesnar choke like choke slam and tombstone like just do the fucking Brock Lesnar is so great. <laughs> he really is. It's true. And that's the finish to WrestleMania 31. So thank you for joining us for NPR Notable Pro Wrestling Remembered. I thought uh, we were on Serial. <laughs> the Serial Network. <laughs> New murders every day. We'll try to solve. That's that's about right. A man murdered. Another man. Because of the fact that a lot of things that happened in his life were a lot crucial to the fact that he went on a tangent and made sure that that man was dead. We find out in the next hour why this man died. And that man wanted to kill that other man. That was my uh, impression of cereal. This is bang on. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, all right, keithcourage.com. You can find this podcast. Let's get the fuck out of here. <laughs> no, there's one more match, man. <laughs> there isn't. One what? There isn't? Oh, Gold Dust Stardust, right? No, I thought. We... <laughs> <laughs> I thought the main event was um, those other guys. Oh, then well, the, the 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 very last match was this week's NXT. <laughs> it was pretty good. No, that's the greatest. <laughs> that was the main event. Well, what wasn't it? Yes. Uh, then Curtis Axel hits the ring and points at the WrestleMania sign. Oh, wait, hold on. This has been Smarkmania. Our founders and fathers are men and women. So, what? get Smark. <laughs> That's good. That's pretty good. <laughs> That's really good. All right, I'm turning this off. <laughs> hold on, hold on. You can find me on Spider Hero anywhere you look. <laughs> do you guys want to? Do you guys going to promote anything? You guys going to turn in? Uh, Mike, uh, got niceguyscomedy.com. Go there. Goodbye, Julia. <laughs>
computer is broken. We're not very professional here at NPR. That's the end. <laughs> Cereal. En marge, mais si proche de tout, de tous, il toussait déjà malgré ses idées larges. Il cherchait l'ascenseur du premier au dernier étage. Sois-en sûr qu'il aurait terminé en cage, sous terre ou dans le mur sans tourner la page. Le rap pour mes chlinines, pas de finir, chat, strouille, n'est mal pas trouille, je t'ai pensé ni nachtrouille. Die andere lachent, oui, c'est un diat marx pour, mach mal platz pour, es gibt noch viel zu tun, jeder hätte un nouveau blick verdient, von zone nur für ihn schien, welt in ordnung, das bedeutet in ordnung, viel chli wie die Schweizer wäre, ich schick was wäre, wenn der Typ das wäre, das wäre. C'est un miracle, es kommt und ist geschehen, c'est vrai, hey, c'est un miracle, es kommt und ist geschehen. C'est vrai, hey, c'est un miracle. C'est vrai, c'est un miracle. Hey. Hey. 